Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Do you struggle on a day-to-day basis with staying happy and finding the drive to achieve your goals? As someone who has struggled for years with anxiety and depression, I understand how much of a fight it can be every day. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp assesses your personal needs and matches you with one of their licensed professional therapists. You can start communicating within 48 hours of registration, and it's not a crisis line or self-help. It's real, professional therapy done from the comfort of your own space. BetterHelp has a network of 20,000-plus therapists that are available to clients worldwide. You can log in and send a message to your therapist at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. Because let's be real, therapy is intimidating enough. It should be as comfortable as possible. BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's super easy to change therapists if you need to. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional therapy, especially since financial aid is available, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. To get started on a path to a happier life, visit betterhelp.com slash therapy. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. There's also a special offer for Unit Therapy listeners. If you guys use the link betterhelp.com slash therapy to register, you'll get 10% off your first month. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P.com slash therapy. Start healing your mental health today. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to You Need Therapy, the Happy People podcast. Or in more realistic terms, the mental health podcast for young adults, where we talk about everything mental health related, and we have the conversations that no one wants to have because they're uncomfortable. So welcome to the community. I'm so glad you're here. And let's hop right in. I'm back, guys. Oh my gosh. Hello. It's been so long. It's been, what, three weeks? Four weeks? I think it's been four weeks. Yeah. That's a little too long. And I do, in fact, apologize. Um, But we're back. Oh my gosh. Yes, we're back. Hi, if you're new here. My name is Emily. I'm the host of You Need Therapy, and I'm here to help you through all of your mental health ups and downs. If you are not new here, thank you so, so much for continuing to come back and listen and support the podcast and be a part of this incredible family that I'm literally obsessed with. I'm obsessed with you guys. Um, yeah. So, um, quick disclaimer that I have to put at the beginning of every episode is that I am in no way a licensed professional for any of this. I literally said to my mom and my one of my best friends a couple weeks ago, I was like, who, who gave me the idea that I should start a mental health podcast when I am absolutely unhinged? Like, I don't know who told me it was going to be a good idea. Um, actually, plot twist, it was myself. But yeah, so I'm not a licensed professional in any way. Um, I am working through my mental health just as much as all of you listening are. We are in this together, we are holding hands, and this isn't really like a, yeah, I'm here to help, but it's it's more to show you that you're not alone, and you have somebody to go through this shit with, Um, because like, let's be real, it's a shit show sometimes, life, a fucking mess, but we're here, and we're doing it together, Um, so yeah, um, if you're new here, We start each episode with what I like to call my life breakdown, and that's where I kind of just, you know, loop you in on what's been going on in my life. I have a lot to share because, again, I haven't been here for like four weeks, and um, I have a lot to update you guys on. So, yeah, we're uh, we're just going to get into the life breakdown. So, first of all, let's address the fact that I was, in fact, gone for so long. So, I know... In the very last episode that I did, before I kind of had a little hiatus, um, I said 
I, I did like warn you guys that I was going to be gone for a couple weeks because I had friends coming in and family and I was kind of going on vacation. However, I did say that I we would have one more week, one more episode before that happened. And that did not happen. That episode did not end up going up. Um, I had it planned out, but I did not record and I did not upload it. And it's not this episode. It was another episode. But I felt that this episode was more um, important to share right now. So, anyway. I kind of dipped that week before. Um... <laughs> And we'll get into why in a little bit, but, um, so yeah, I just had like a really great three week reset, like vacation. It was great. So basically the first week, um, of my little reset was one of my best friends, Kendall coming into town. Kendall, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, (laughs) so she came into town for her spring break because, ooh, my chair is squeaking. Sorry. Um. She goes to school in Alabama, and I live in Georgia, so it's, like, a pretty short drive um, because she's in Tuscaloosa, and so uh, it was, like, a three-hour drive, so she came up and hung out with me for a week for her spring break. Super fun. We just relaxed, and we went to the beach, and um, she helped me nanny for a couple days, which was really fun, Um, and yeah, so we just hung out, and it was great. Um... And then, so she was here for a week, and then she left on a Saturday, and I started a project um, that I was super excited to. That day that she left, I started a project that morning. It was first day of filming for me, um, and it, the project is called Elena, and um, it is, I'm so excited about this film to come out. We've wrapped on it. It is a um, film about human human trafficking, and it's based on five women's true stories. So it's it's based on on real life stuff, which made it that much more amazing to film because there's a really emotional piece of it when you're you know it's in the back of your head that this is real stuff that goes on, and that's why the film is being made is because it really needs to be brought up more that human trafficking sex trafficking this stuff is really really real and it's happening to people starting at really young ages um and that's another thing that the the film is highlighting is that these very very small children including like infants toddlers newborns um are getting roped into this shit and so it's really important film with a really important message it was absolutely beautiful to film it most amazing cast and crew um I've ever worked with I adore acting united and um Brooke Butterworth who was our producer and um Griffin our director just everyone everyone that I got to work with um incredible absolutely incredible and uh yeah so that was fun so I had that first day on that Saturday, my friend left, and then later that night at, like, midnight, my brother and, um, sister-in-law came into town, and we hadn't seen them since Christmas, um, and they hadn't visited us in Georgia since they helped us move down here almost a year ago, because we moved the end of May, beginning of June, so I've almost lived in Georgia for a year, you guys. That's really exciting. That's super exciting. So then they came into town, And we had a fun little vacation. We spent a couple days just staying here. And we went to like the Atlanta Zoo and um, Stone Mountain, which if you're in Georgia and you know what that is, like you know what that is. Um, And we just did fun stuff here. And then, so they got here on a Saturday, well, Sunday morning, we'll say. Um, And then Tuesday, we took a little road trip down to Savannah, Georgia. And so fun. We spent a week, like the rest of the week there. Um, we went to the beach and we did all the touristy things and it was literally so fun. I adored it there. There <laughs> was this um, restaurant that was like right on the river because we stayed right on the, the river. And um, it, the, there, a bunch of cargo ships passed through this river. And uh, the restaurant that we were at, because it was outside, um, they did ship shots so every time that a cargo shot would or cargo shot a cargo ship 
um, would pass by, you could do, like, you had the option to get, like, $1, $1 shots, and it was super fun, loved that, loved, there was, like, music, there was live jazz, my brother and I were sitting out by the river, and, like, we heard, like, a trumpet on a steam boat, like, rolling by, and we were, like, is this princess and the frog, like, what in the world, um, and it was just incredible, it was really great to see my family, I love them, I know they're probably listening to this, and so, hi, guys, <laughs> um, so that was the second week. And then third week. So we came home from Savannah. I worked some more on Elena and wrapped um, on that Friday. And then the fam left the next day. And then um, I love that I'm giving you guys like a breakdown. I don't know why I'm so excited to share this. I'm just, just, you know, why, why I haven't been here for a while. Um, and then they left. And then I had like one day to chill and then I was off to Florida because my dad is I don't know if I've told the podcast this um my dad is retiring and he's retiring in Florida and he like bought a bunch of land and is building a house so he had to go for a week to do stuff with that and Florida is only like a five-hour drive for me um so I drove and met him in Florida and hung out in Florida for the week super fun went to the beach got a little bit tan um, I got a new tattoo before I did that, just on impulse, um, because I, I have, I have three tattoos now, but the two I had before this one, new one that I got are, like, meaningful and sentimental, which I adore, but I haven't had, like, an impulse, like, fun, kind of no shits tattoo, and it's not anything big, but I got a smiley face tattooed on my middle finger on my left hand, and it's literally my favorite thing ever, um, it's so cute. His name is Finley. Yes, I did give the smiley face the name. Um, and he's my favorite thing ever. So yeah, so I got a new tattoo. Um, like I had said, I had wrapped on Elena. I think, I, I don't um, think I told you guys, I wrapped on another project that I was working on. It's the first episode in an, in an anthology series called Sugar Plums. Um, and we wrapped on the first episode of that, the, like, end of March, mid, beginning of March. It was, like, the first or second weekend in March, and we wrapped on that, but I don't think, I think I've been gone from the podcast, like, I hadn't done new episodes after we wrapped. So, we wrapped on that, so I've wrapped on two different projects. Um, there is still a third project that I'm currently working on that I'm still too yet to wrap on, um, I'm really excited about that one, the, um, 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 the anthology series, the first episode of that is out now, um, it came out on April 1st, because it's called April Fools, um, and so you can find that on YouTube, but yeah, that's, we wrapped, and that's out, and we've wrapped on Elena, Elena, sorry, pronounced it wrong, um, and so excited about that, and, um, yeah, so lots going on, lots going on. This is going to be a longer life breakdown, and I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's great. We did all that, had my little reset. Um, what? Oh my god, okay, I have to talk about it. Okay, first, um, during my little three-week reset, my mom surprised me um, by getting me. So if you don't know, Harry Styles has a like a beauty brand called Pleasing, and he's released two launches of different nail polishes. And my mom got me the... Oh my god, my chair. My mom got me the newest um, launch. The Shroom, Shroom Bloom launch of Harry Styles nail polish. Um, literally adore it. It's the cutest shit ever. And since we're on that topic, you know I have to talk about it. Because you guys know I'm a huge fan. And like Harry Styles dropped a new single, everyone. Like, yeah, we need to talk about it. Because as it was, I've never played a song so much. Like, that, it's been on repeat for an unhealthy amount of time. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So um, if, if you haven't yet listened to Harry Styles' new single, As It Was, please, please go listen to it. Um, because it's breathtaking. The music video cinematic fucking masterpiece beautiful please do that 
Um, <laughs> this is kind of a really random update, but I need to talk about it because, like, I don't know who else I'm going to talk about it with. Guys, I think I have, like, a crush. And this is a weird, this is a weird feeling because here's the thing. I've, I go on dates, right? But I haven't, like, really you know, connected with someone to the point where I'm, like, crushing, um, I have now, I, I have a crush, and I, I don't know how to feel about it, because, like, feelings, you know, anyway, that's all I'm gonna say about it, because I don't want to say too much, I don't want to, like, jinx myself or anything, but yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that, so, um, if anyone wants to DM me about that so I can talk about it, let me know, let, like, just, just message me, um, yeah, uh, moving on, biggest fucking announcement, it's Coachella month, guys, it is fucking Coachella month, if you didn't know, my best friend Katie and I are going to Coachella, we got tickets for the second weekend, we are going, I'm flying to Utah, um, which is where my best friend Katie lives, and then we're road tripping to California from there, and I'm so fucking excited, like, I... I don't, I can't even contain myself, like, I don't, I, I'm so excited, there's gonna be, there's so, like, the lineup is so good, and I'm so excited, um, yeah, <laughs> I need to, like, plan outfits, because people go hard at Coachella for outfits, and I, I don't have anything planned, I've, I've, like, I don't have the money to get new outfits for it because, like, I spent the money on the tickets and, and that, like, made my bank account sob aggressively. So, like, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. I don't know. But, anyway, I think that's all that I had to share. That was a lot. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I think I caught you up on the important thing from the last four weeks. So we're going to get on into the episode. Um, kind of, So end of the life breakdown that's going to kind of act as a segue into the episode is that the past two months, I was in a really bad depressive episode. Probably the worst one that I've ever been in, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, and I know I mentioned it a couple times in the last few episodes, because I, when I had recorded those episodes, I thought I had, like, I thought I was on the tail end of it, and I was, like, great, and it was good, um, when in reality, I had just had okay days, and I was trying to tell myself that, um, I was a lot better, but I wasn't, and, um, yeah, so the, it was, it was about t- a two-month really really bad depressive episode um and I actually am I'm not lying to myself I didn't just have a good day I am out of it now I I kind of got myself out of it for the most part which was not easy so if you're in those shoes oh my god I empathize with you on such a deep level but that's kind of why I also wanted to bring up like the three-week reset vacation that I did because I really, beside kind of the first week when my friend was here and I still had a nanny, I still had some auditions to do, besides that week, the next two weeks after that of my kind of reset and vacation time, I didn't, I, I did not let myself work at all. I let myself sleep and have fun and not do anything that was going to bring me stress. Because I knew that if anything was going to give me a chance at getting out of that, it was it was going to be that. Um, and while I love my job, I absolutely adore my job so much. There's still a point when you reach kind of a burnout. No matter what you do, no matter if you love it or not, if you work to the point of burning yourself out, you're going to be burnt out. And you're going to not want to do anything. It's going to get really hard. So, that's what happened, and I think that's why I also feel so much better and feel like I'm coming out of it is because I think I allowed myself that reset. So, this is is kind of the first thing that I want to talk about is that if you're in that, allow yourself 
a reset. Allow yourself that self-care. Allow yourself to breathe and, and take a second. Take as much time as you need to do whatever you need to do to kind of hit the reset button and, you know, do whatever you can to dig yourself out of that hole. Because it's a really hard thing to do to bring yourself up from that when you fall into that kind of downward spiral. It's literally one of the most difficult things. Like, it sucks and it's not an easy thing to do. So, A, if you're doing that right now, give yourself the biggest fucking round of applause because, like, I all the credit goes to you. Like, it is not an easy thing to do and I think that does not get acknowledged enough. And, yeah. So, with that in mind, we're going to get into, like, the, the meat of the episode. So, first of all, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to just kind of do technicals of what a depressive episode is if there's anyone listening that is not aware or does not know what I mean when I'm talking about it, we're going to give the definition. So, um, quick little thing before we get into it is that this definition and as well as a lot of the, um, tips that I'm going to be sharing later for how to deal with the depressive episode, I am, um, getting off of medicalnewstoday.com. Um, and it is their article, How to Cope with a Depressive Episode. Um, so just giving credit where credit's due, getting that out of the way. So let's get the actual technical definition of what a depressive episode is. So a depressive episode in the context of a major depressive disorder is a period characterized by low mood and other depression symptoms that last for two weeks or more. So. I read that and I, I, I made sure that what I had gone through was in fact a depressive episode, and it was. Um, I read later on in the, ep- or in, not in the episode, in the, uh, in the article, that they're like, yeah, if this goes on for more than 14 days, see a doctor. I did in fact not do that. And it went on for two months, so that's, that was my bad. <laughs> um, but I think that, is like, yeah, if you, if you are in that and you're stuck in the hole, see like a psychiatrist, see a psychotherapist, like get into therapy, whatever you think you need to do. That was probably my biggest thing is that I don't have a therapist in Georgia. I have not been in therapy since living in Colorado and that's been almost a year now. Um, and I just haven't, I don't want to say that I haven't had the time. I haven't made the time to find a new therapist which it's literally on my to-do list today after I do this is to find like have like a list of therapists in my network or that are in network with my insurance I'm like gonna go through them and research and get myself an appointment because therapy is so important oh my goodness literally every single person I think no matter who you are no matter what your life experience looks like I think everyone can benefit from therapy. Every single human being. Therapy is so important and so beneficial and just, oh, it's amazing. So we'll get into that later though. But, um, yeah. So that's what a depressive episode is. And that's what I have gone through the last two months. And it, it, it kind of started out with, I, I had a huge loss in motivation, which is really rare for me because I'm, I'm usually such a, like, I'm, I'm motivated, I'm driven, I don't like sitting around during the day, like, I like to get shit done. And so that was like, I was like, well, that's different when I had no motivation to do anything, like literally nothing. I, I didn't want to do anything at all. And I was like, well, that's weird, but I still kind of was like trying to kind of push myself and then it just got hard to continue to push myself to be motivated and have productive days and then that's kind of where the big downfall I think was is because then because I lost that motivation I fell completely out of any sort of of routine like at all I was not getting out of bed I wasn't making my bed I wasn't working out I wasn't eating healthy I was eating like shit Um, I was literally staying in bed for the majority of the day. Like, I'd get up to get my dog breakfast and, like, take her out. 
and like get her dinner but besides like those those were the only things that was like getting me out of bed was the fact that I knew I had another living being to take care of that was not myself because if it was just myself I can guarantee you I would not have gotten out of bed and there was a lot of days where like after feeding like I plopped right back into bed and didn't do anything slept read scrolled through tiktok didn't really have any motivation to do anything um if i would get any like auditions for for projects i would i really and i've never done this before that was kind of the most baffling part was that i just kind of like brushed them off and was like mm, don't want to do that I'm not gonna do that don't want to do that which it lit, I jump at every single opportunity that I get. And so the fact that I was like brushing that stuff off was, was alarming to me, but also like did not have the drive at all to change it. And it just got worse. Day by day, it was, I was just falling into like more and more and more. So that's kind of when I got to this, this point of like, we're going to do a three week reset like when I was like I knew I was gonna have kind of this these three weeks of vacation I was like okay this is what we're gonna use them for because I want to get back from Florida and I want to start fresh like when I get back to Florida it'll be the start of a new month it was the start of April and I want to get back into it like I want to feel good again I want to feel you know like I want I want Coachella and like that weekend to feel like a, a you know I want it to be fun and I want it to be a reward and I want to have worked my ass off up to it and feel good about taking that break. And like I just wanted to feel better because I felt like shit because like I guilt tripped my myself so much because like yes, I was laying in bed all day and I wasn't doing anything and then I would get mad at myself for not doing anything and for not being productive but like it was also getting up and taking care of myself seemed like the hardest freaking thing ever like literally just like showering brushing my hair getting myself dressed like those things seemed so hard anything that was not laying in my bed and being on my phone was way too difficult um and like I just couldn't and I was mad at myself for doing that but I also had nothing in me like nothing left in me to to get myself up so you know so that got really hard but it it was kind of nice like having a having my friend here and then b having our family here kind of it forced me I had stuff like I had people here we had things to do we had plans we had vacations like it forced me to literally I was like okay well you're gonna have to do shit now um which was nice because that force kind of pushed me to where I needed and then by the time I was in Florida I was feeling like I could could get back to myself when I got when I got back and and luckily that was right um that did happen and yeah so that was kind of what I have been experiencing the last two months um and yeah that it was difficult it really sucked um but I'm also and I I think this is hopefully going to be helpful for those who are going through this to hear is that I think it was like in my mind when I don't let myself rationalize it and when I just let myself overthink I'm like I lost so much time like that was such a waste of my life blah 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 you know the whole guilty mindset it was literally just two months and while I know in in some scenarios in some you know ways that you look at it that seems like a really long time but it's really not that is a small smidgen of a time out of the time that we have out of a year out of you know two months not that much at all and I think also a lot of people that are going through this are young people not saying that it can't happen in people of older age but like I think a a mental health stuff is really hitting younger people right now and I think to also put that in perspective that you are still young 
and that you know you have time it's not and I talked about in this in the in the your 20s suck episode um that you're young that you have time that this is your time to make mistakes your whole life is your time to make mistakes because no one's ever going to be perfect everyone's going to make mistakes all the time for the rest of your life and that's okay that's how we learn and that's how we grow we're never going to grow if we don't fall first like if we don't fumble if we don't mess up if we have if we're perfect then what do we have to learn and what do we have to improve on you know you're constantly learning and you're constantly improving in life and I think it's really important to remember that that you are still young and you still have so much time left and even if you technically by like age are not young yeah you are you still have time you have absolutely all the time that in the world and you know so don't feel bad when you have you know when you go through these depressive episodes it's, it's not like they're slip-ups. You're human, and these are things that are going to happen, and mental health is a real thing, and it's difficult. It is hard. So if you go through this, it's not like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a diet, and I this one day I slipped up. Oh, my God. Like, no, this is something that you cannot control honestly you can you can pick yourself up from from you know the hole you can you can dig yourself out and it's difficult and you can do it but falling and 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 getting in that is not that it's your brain and it's human and it sucks but it happens and it happens a lot more than it's talked about which is why we're talking about it and you know it's important and everyone needs to hear that you're okay if you're going through this and you think you're losing time because of this, and you think, you know, whatever your mind is trying to to overthink and, and freak out about, you're okay. I promise. You are absolutely 100% okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine. And it's all good. This is life. We Life is all about speed bumps. <laughs> and you you're going through life, and you stumble upon a problem. Oh. Now we got to figure out that problem. And it's just that over and over again. And honestly, that's what life is. Is, you know, approaching the problems that life brings you and seeing how you approach it. Seeing how you problem solve it. That's what life is. And that's why we're going to get into kind of a list of things that we can do to cope with a depressive episode. So that was kind of my, I just, I want to share, not to like talk about myself, but I wanted to share that because I want everyone to know that they're not alone in these things that they go through. The same reason that I talk about my anxiety. Same reason that I talk about my sexual assault. I talk about all these things to not get like a pity party. Not to, oh, like everyone feel sorry for me. Not to, not to just get attention. But I want everyone to know that you're not alone in the things that you are going through. Um, because they are very real things and they are very hard things that we're going to go through in life. And no one should feel alone in going through those things. You should feel like you have someone to hold like hold your hand when you're going through this stuff. And you should know that it's not just you. Because the worst thing that happens when these things, you know, come come up is that we isolate ourselves. I know I do that. I went through a, 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 a few, luckily it was only a few weeks it wasn't the whole two months of like I didn't want to talk to anyone I didn't have the energy to talk to anyone and I do that I isolate when this stuff happens and I know most people do so this is to help you maybe not feel so isolated that you have someone here that is going through it that you can talk to that even if you know you don't want to talk and you don't want to reach out and you don't want to you know have me physically talking to you to know that I'm here and I am thinking of every single one of you and hoping that it gets better and that I understand, you know, that can be enough. That can be a life changer a lot of times. So that's why I'm sharing this. We are open here. We share our experiences and we are not ashamed of them. We're not embarrassed because it's life and you should never, ever, ever feel bad about life happening because it does and yeah so we're gonna get into the tips now um of what some things that we can do um yeah and this is this is also I, I I got 
the majority of this list from the medicalnewstoday.com. However, I then kind of added in examples of what things that I did that I didn't even recognize I did to help, but ultimately did. So let's get into it. So the first thing is to track triggers. And and by that, it's like looking and kind of tuning in to whether or not there are certain things that cause certain reactions. So was it, did you overwork yourself into burnout and that's why you fell into this depressive episode? Was there a huge, you know, anxiety trigger that put you into, you know, an anxiety attack and then that put you into the depressive episode? So it's kind of looking and trying to to note certain things that triggered certain reactions because then you can log them, like literally like get a journal, log them out, and then in the future to not necessarily avoid but to kind of help catch it earlier is if you know what those triggers are, you can, you know, be like, hey, I know why I'm feeling like this and I know what I need to now change to maybe help myself get out of this faster. Um, and it can be a lot of different things. There's, it's hard to keep track. There's literally so many things that could be triggers for a depressive episode and, or anxiety or, you know, whatever. And I think like mine, I, I'm going back now that I'm in a better mental state and I'm kind of like going through what might have kind of pushed me over. And a big thing, and I think probably a lot of people experience this, um, was just seasonal depression um, mixed in. Because, like, I don't know about you, but winter seriously fucks me over um, mentally. And also, like, personally, this winter, this past winter was really hard. Because I, yes, while I lived in Colorado when it was cold as fuck it was always sunny. Colorado has, it's what is it? It's like 360 days of sunshine or something like that. Like it's incredibly sunny in Colorado all the time. So even though it would be cold in winter, it would still be sunny. In Georgia, I found out this winter, the winters are incredibly rainy and gloomy, which personally, when it's gloomy and cloudy and just gross outside like that, really affects my mental state. Really, I don't I don't want to get up. It I'm not like happy and chipper and it sucks. So like I know personally that was a big thing that probably triggered this. Especially I noticed in January and beginning of February, which is when kind of the whole depressive episode started, um that it was it was incredibly gloomy and it just sucked and it was cold and it was just not good so like I can say that's one of my triggers and I know that's going to be a trigger for a lot of people because seasonal depression is like a real thing it's really hard um another thing um is personally and I know for a lot of people birth control If you are someone who takes birth control, you know it can seriously screw with your hormones, therefore seriously screwing with your mental health and on your emotions and and mood swings and everything. And that's something I'm really, I really noticed was really difficult is I was having like really major mood swings. Um, But yeah, I, like I changed my birth control in like November and they gave me like the little sample like starter month at the office and they're like okay we're gonna call it in they never called it in and then it got lost and it was like to the wrong pharmacy called the wrong thing whatever it was a whole mess so then I didn't end up having my birth control for like a good mm, few months like two or three before we finally figured out what had happened and and got the birth control. So there was like a good two and a half months of me not being on birth control when I've been on birth control since I was 14. So that literally screwed me up so bad. It screwed everything over. It screwed like it 
my like I was having really mad bad mood swings I was way angrier I'm not an angry person but I was so angry it screwed with like my um drive every every day like my motivation and and my like energy it screwed with my sex drive like it screwed with a whole list of things so I can look back now and be like oh yeah that was a a a major thing but then not only that but then when I got back onto the birth control because I had been off of it for so long my body then had to readjust to that hormone change so then that screwed me up in a completely different way and so like that's one of my triggers if you are someone who takes birth control definitely remember that and you know keep that in mind when you're taking your birth control if you stop it if you change it that that's going to have serious serious effects just so you know birth control literally as beneficial as it can be for some things gynecologists love to throw it at every single um problem in in you know in the menstrual you know cycle and problems and everything that kind of goes along with that they like to throw that at every single problem as like a (laughs) band-aid instead of actually you know fixing the problem and looking into it and trying to find an actual you know permanent solution they're like birth control which have you guys seen the list of side effects on that it's it's like a whole ass harry potter book like so many side effects so yeah so you're if you are someone who takes birth control it's gonna screw you over um i hate to say it but it really is so make sure you're like kind of noting that and if you when you change that things like that so yeah so but just like tracking your triggers tracking you know if if you're a routine person if you're someone who thrives off of routine and you get out of that you know is that gonna kind of lead you down that spiral like that was another thing for me is because I lost my my motivation and then because I lost my motivation I got out of my routine and then that just pushed me further down so like you know stuff like that just just note when you can when you kind of have a clear mind and can really sit down and reflect note what might have pushed you you know kind of deep into that into that spiral and and then hopefully if you can note it and you can recognize it it'll help to to kind of catch it earlier the next time it happens because unfortunately stuff like this is gonna happen because that's life that's the fun little human brain that we have next thing I this is literally gonna be such a long episode I apologize but I just have a lot to say on this topic so if you don't want to listen I you know I totally respect that it's a long episode um the next thing is to not guilt trip and or punish yourself for being human this is something we love to do as human beings is that we we have human problems and then we blame ourselves for them and we guilt trip and we feel bad and we get mad and when in reality half the time there's nothing we can do about it except work through it so like this is this is something that I do all the time unfortunately is I constantly get mad at myself when I am not at a hundred percent when I don't give a hundred percent every single day which is what I was doing which eventually led me into being burnt out so (laughs) like it's 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 difficult because yes, while you want to give your all in life and you want to work hard, you also need to know that you need to step back on some days. You need to let yourself relax and let yourself reset that you don't, you know, get into a two month depressive episode and, you know, completely just kind of fall off. Like it balance is so, so crucial. Um, so if you're someone who, you know, is currently in a depressive episode or I'm so sorry about my chair um, or just recently like got out of one or you're feeling like you might be slipping into it, don't guilt trip yourself for that. Do not guilt trip yourself for, you know, feeling like it's too hard to get ready and do simple tasks for the day. That's okay. 
it, it'll get like that sometimes and it sucks when it does, but do not feel bad and tell yourself that you're failing because you're not doing that. Because when you get into the, in, when you get into mindsets like this and, and, and your mental health is kind of, you know, frail and it's not at its best, that stuff is really hard. It's hard to take care of yourself when, you know, you you feel like, the whole world is against you and you feel like everything is too hard. It's so difficult to just get out of bed. So the fact of if, if you're getting out of bed and doing simple tasks like getting yourself ready for the day, you should know how incredibly proud I am of you for doing that. And if you're staying in bed and you're just keeping yourself alive, oh my goodness, I'm so fucking proud of you for that. It's hard to do that when your brain turns completely against you. It's really difficult. And so whatever you're doing to get through the day, that is enough. And you just need to tell yourself that that is enough for right now because it is. And yeah, you'll get on the other side of this. You absolutely will. And then you can go back to, you know, doing all your tasks and and all your things. But for now, you need to focus on getting through the day. And whatever you are doing to do that, you are doing amazing. And I'm so incredibly proud of you for that. Because it is hard when your brain and it feels like the entire world and your entire life and just everything that should be on your side, it feels like it turns against you. It's hard shit. So do not guilt trip and punish yourself for being human. Okay? Because everyone goes through this. Even if they're not going to admit it, everyone goes through this. I can guarantee you. So... We're human. Let yourself be human. Next, understanding and accepting it. So mental health problems like depression and anxiety are things that we like to deny. Things that we like to push down and pretend that we're not feeling. Because for so long, society has told us that you're fine. That mental health isn't a problem. That oh, you can choose to be depressed. You can choose to be anxious. Fuck off to anybody who's ever said that. No. (laughs) It is something that if you are going through it, you need to feel it. Because understanding that you have depression, that you have anxiety, that you have bipolar disorder, that whatever that you're going through, understanding it and accepting it is going to get you much more help than completely pretending and just just saying that you're fine okay I did that for years I was like I don't have anything wrong with me I'm fine I'm the happy bubbly one I don't have anxiety I'm not depressed I'm good that hurt me more than anything else could have more than going to therapy And maybe getting judged a little for going to therapy. More than admitting that I had trauma. More than anything. The fact that I had stuffed that down was so unbelievably harmful. Um, Because once you understand what you're going through, accept it, then you can go get help. And then things are going to start working in your favor. Then you can go to therapy. Then you can talk to a psychiatrist and talk about, you know, if if you are at a point where you need medicinal help, which please do not feel bad if you are on meds for mental health issues. Literally, it is not something to be ashamed of. And if you need it, you need it. And that is perfectly fine. Literally, I'm about to go talk to a psychiatrist and, and see if I need to be put on meds because of, of how pa- bad this past one is and, and the struggles that I was going through. So you're not, you know, it's completely normal. It is okay. And please do not feel ashamed of that because I feel like that's something that society really likes to shame is being on meds for mental health issues. No, 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 no. If you need the meds, take the fucking meds. You know, don't let anyone shame you into not doing that. If you need help, you need help. That's nothing to be shamed of. We all need help. We can't go through life alone. No one can. Okay? So don't feel bad about that anyway. But understanding it and accepting it and getting the help that you need is going to be the most beneficial thing in the long run. 
Next is reminding yourself of the importance of self-care. And we've talked about self-care before on this on this podcast and I talked about self-care kind of being the act of parenting yourself. Cuz I feel like, you know, we become young adults and we don't have our parents telling us what to do anymore. And it can kind of get a little difficult and we can kind of get a little sidetracked and that's when we fall out of things like routines and and we're not taking care of ourselves. And then, you know, at that kind of comes the downfall of our mental health. So self-care, letting yourself have things like vacations and resets, you know, kind of what I did for the past three weeks of, of having yourself, you know, having time to yourself and letting yourself just breathe and just focus on getting through it, you know, allowing yourself stuff like that, allowing stuff that's going to be, you know, plug into your creative outlet or, you know, anything that's going to help you express yourself, get out whatever you've been feeling that you maybe have been keeping in, parenting yourself, you know, when you are feeling, you know, like, oh my god, I'm out of my routine and I'm spiraling but I can't get into a routine, Unfortunately, there's going to kind of be a point where you have to force yourself to do those things to get back into it and to, you know, eventually it'll it'll up up your mental health again. But like, you know, self-care is so important. And so you have to have to have to remember the importance of it and remember to do it. And I know it's something that everyone forgets and we get so sidetracked in, in life and all our tasks that we have to do and work and socializing and and you know exercising and eating healthy and all this stuff it's literally one on top of the other of things that we have to do to be like quote-unquote successful humans but to be a successful human you need to take care of yourself first so do not forget the importance of self-care next is to challenge your negative thoughts and i'm gonna bring back something that i talked about so passionately and that is the little net that lies upon your brain. I talked about this after I I had read the book by Mel Robbins, um, The High Five Habit. And she talks about your, oh shoot, I forgot. It's your RAS or R-A-S, um, reticular activating system. Was that it? I think it is. Yeah, reticular activating system, which is that little net that lies upon your brain that filters all the thoughts. Because if you, it filters all your thoughts and it filters everything that you take in from the outside world. Um, because if you were to take in everything and think about everything, your brain would literally just implode. <laughs> um, so that little net takes in what you're telling it to take in. So if you're constantly focusing on your negative thoughts, your brain is going to be thinking about nothing but negative thoughts. So you need to challenge those negative thoughts. You need to knock those out of the ballpark. And you need to be telling your brain to be letting in those positive thoughts rather than those negative thoughts. So challenge those negative thoughts. You know, when you are going through stuff like this, going through a depressive episode, and you're just surviving through the day. Don't tell yourself that you're a failure for not getting, you know, one, two, and three done. Tell yourself that you did your absolute best today because you kept yourself alive. You you survived, and that is your absolute fucking best, and you should be proud of that. So, you know, that's kind of one of those things. Take those negative thoughts and find those positive twists on it and find the positive light on that. Because the more that you tell your brain to focus on those positive thoughts, the more you're going to start seeing those positive thoughts and those bright sides. Next, and we kind of already gone over this, but routine. Routine is so incredibly important to keeping ourselves sane as humans. Because when we get out of routines, we kind of, that's when we tend to, to start spiraling and... We are not sure what to uh, to do going about our day. And we, we kind of, you know, bounce around and um, are not really sure. And I think that, like, especially, like, personally, I don't know about anyone else, but personally, 
I it like drives me crazy when I end up not having a routine and not knowing you know the structure for you know for my day for my week for my life um so routine is so important so you know again it's kind of that you're gonna reach a point where you have to force yourself back into doing the things that you might not want to do um and I think routines are one of those so even if it's starting really simple and like creating a a, like a bedtime routine for yourself or, or a nice morning routine like starting small and kind of then building from there just to give yourself a taste and and to kind of remember hey this is what this should feel like this is gives me a little bit of structure to just do a bedtime routine or to do a morning routine I have that little bit of structure that I can now go off of and that's going to help tremendously it really is um so yeah so routine this next one I I we only have two left I swear we're almost done (laughs) Um, this next one, I really wanted to bring some light to. This one talked about avoiding alcohol. And I, I wanted to open up to avoiding substances in general. So alcohol and drugs. Um, this is really important. Because when you get into these these depressive episodes, you you know you want to feel anything else. And this is one that I personally I I don't want to say struggled with but I caught myself before I was going to struggle with it so my family I I have the the that kind of addictive gene in me um because on my dad's side I've lost multiple uncles to alcoholism so that addictive gene is in fact in you know in my DNA and I've constantly been told from the time I was little that that's something I was I was gonna have to you know watch out for and be careful of <clears throat> and I was always like whatever like it's not gonna happen to me I'm fine <clears throat> so mm, quite a few weeks I'll say about a month ago so the, the start of the second month of my depressive episode I caught myself I in my brain thinking it was like probably in the afternoon and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely want to get drunk tonight so I can, don't have to feel this. I caught myself thinking that in my brain. And as soon as I thought it, I was like, oh shit. And that's kind of where I could see how much of a problem that it it was becoming. Um, and, uh, I was like, and I'm not touching any substances for the time being. So, you know, I was lucky enough to not have fallen into that spiral or, or anything. But the fact, like, I think, you know, even if you catch yourself thinking that, it can be really scary. Um, and and another, you know, this again, let this act as a reminder to when you are feeling when you're not feeling 100% mental health wise, you really need to be careful of substance abuse because that's a real thing that can get really easy to fall into when you're struggling and when you are pining to feel for anything else other than just so incredibly low, you need to be careful of that stuff. So, you know, remind yourself to talk to people instead of going to drink or you know read or write like journal art something that's gonna act as a form of expression and get feelings out rather than keeping them in and then drowning them in alcohol or drugs absolutely avoid substances for you know when when you fall into these depressive episodes because that is really sticky and and it can go downward fast so be careful of that, please. And if you are someone that is currently struggling with that, please reach out. My Instagram um, is always linked in the description of the episode as well as the description of the podcast as a whole. My personal and the podcast Instagram are both linked. If you are struggling, please reach out. Please do not go through this alone. Please, I'm begging you, reach out. The last thing to cope with depressive episodes is to celebrate big time when you have any sort of positives so whether it's 
you got out of bed and actually got ready today. You, you know, fed yourself. You had like a nutritious meal. You exercised for the first time in a while. Whatever it is, you talked to friends. You went out. Like whatever it is, although they might seem like small things, they are incredibly huge and they are positive and you need to celebrate the fuck out of those. It is so important to celebrate when you have something good happen in the time of darkness. So make sure to celebrate. Make sure to celebrate yourself. Make sure to tell yourself how proud of you that you are because you should be proud of yourself. You should be proud of yourself for surviving and getting through the day because it's not easy to do that. It really isn't. So you should be so proud of yourself because I am. Okay? I am so proud of all of you. Every single one of you I am so incredibly proud of. And if you have not been told yet today, I love you so, 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 so much. You are so incredibly loved. You are so incredibly important. You matter so much. I'm so proud of you. I adore each and every one of you with my entire heart. If any of you need anything, please do not hesitate to reach out. I love talking to every single one of you. It makes my day when I get messages. So reach out. You are not alone in this. We are going through this together. We are holding hands. I'm so proud of you. You got this. I love you so, 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 so much. And I will talk to you guys next week.